Hey everyone, it's Andy here. Uh, with this recording, we had a few mic issues, mainly mine. So, did what we could to fix it, thanks to Josh. Uh, so yeah, enjoy. Welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine, and I'm here with my friend Andy. How you going, Andy? I'm good, Catherine. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. We're in a special location today. Yes, we are. We're in the podcasting lounge, but not the normal podcasting lounge. No. We're here with um, Star Wars belt out, Josh Chapman. How are you going, Josh? Hi, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be on the other side of being uh, being talked to rather than talking at people. It's very nice. How does it feel? Oh, yeah, so far, so good. No. Yeah, you're like every time you listen to podcasts and stuff, you kind of go, oh, I wish they were talking to me on that podcast. <laughs> I've got things to say. So it's it's nice to mm. uh, nice to be a guest. Well, you're our first guest. Yes. yes. Number one. <laughs> Not episode one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of having someone to bounce off with every week. You don't have to worry about trying to find a guest every week, which I struggle to do, mm. which is why you guys are always on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just use what works. Yeah. So, each week you talk about Star Wars. Yes. Have you ever sort of been biting at the bit to oh, chomp, chomping at the bit? That's the expression, isn't it? Chomping at chomping. the bit. Yeah. Um, to talk about other geek things. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know whether I have a podcast dedicated to. I mean, Star Wars is such a um, continual flow of mm. stuff. Yeah. So there's always like things, you know. There's always more things to talk about and stuff, and I suppose sort of mixing those communities. There's always things, and and people are like, if I, I like on my podcast, I'll, I'll I get like family members or friends or just anybody yeah. who wants to talk, or I sort of put on, and everyone's kind of got something to say about Star Wars, mm. like whether they know it or not, and even if they don't know, you give them a little prod or a push, and and they yeah. kind of go, oh well, I did this, and I go, well, that's interesting, yeah. you know. Like most people go, oh, I don't really have much to say. I'm like, well, it's just. Let's just prod a little bit yeah. and we can usually find something. So all the other sort of geeky stuff that I'm into, I kind of find like unless I can nichely find that person, like I probably could. And then a lot of the other things I kind of go, oh, some of the stuff I'm peripherally into, I probably don't have enough to say yeah. regularly on a podcast, I suppose. Yeah. See, we've um, we sort of changed up each week, you know, talking about different aspects of our you know, geek fandom purely because really – we want to talk to somebody about it with each week yeah. rather than just me talking to my cat. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've been talking a lot of Marvel. Marvel's, you know, the worldwide geek fandom, I think. Yeah. It is the people's fandom now, isn't it, yeah. really? I think it's probably overtaken. Well, I've definitely overtaken Star Wars, I think, at least currently as far mm. as the world's biggest fandom franchise, would you yeah. say? Yeah, I think it's sort of that very widely accepted you know, fandom that everyone's sort of into on some level or have seen some of. Yeah. Especially at the box office. Yeah. And that's only in the last decade. That's yeah. Right. yeah. It is been, has been 10 years since Iron Man 1 was mm. released. With Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> uh, I don't blame yes. you. I wouldn't have known that either. I I sent a message going. I think it's too well only because I saw Iron Man two the other day. It was on Mate, and I sat down and I watched it. But I have got um, uh, Catherine and Andy have actually been nice enough to visit 
me and we're in my study at the moment where we've been recording and I've got my shelving up in my study with all my sort of bits and bobs and things on there. So in the middle of my shelf, which is probably the most interesting item on there, is an original Amazing Fantasy 15, uh, which is the first appearance of Spider-Man. Um, it's quite wow. a rare comic. I suppose it's one of mm-hmm. the rarest you can get. Um, mine is in terrible terrible condition which is the only reason i can afford it um so uh, probably about six or seven years ago i got a job uh for a major bank in the uk and i was living in london and as a designer and they paid me more money than i've ever been paid in my life to work for this bank so as a little treat to myself i got a few too many drinks and i was on a auction site and i, I threw into the <laughs> threw into the auction thinking that i kind of was like well this is my limit i think i'm sure Someone will go over that and then that will be mm. that and um, nobody else went over it and um, yeah, and I got and I got it. So it's uh, it's looking a little bit worse for wear. It's seen better days. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys want to show it on your Instagram or something. Yeah. You're welcome to. Um, it is got signed by Stan Lee, although that's not verified whether it actually is Stan Lee. Someone could have just written Stan Lee in it. So the reason I actually got it cheaper than it uh, probably – is worth is because it hasn't been officially graded. So I don't know if you guys have touched on comic gradings. That basically, um, there's an organisation called the CGDC Group. I'm probably, someone's probably mm. going to correct me, uh, where they basically will take comics and they'll go and they'll check it for, you know, the condition that it's in. They have all yeah. these basically things, and you can sort of see they have. Then they put in like a locked thing that has like a nine on it or an eight or That's whatever, right. and they yeah. go, "This is it is yeah. officially a nine out of ten. Uh, and basically the higher and closer it is to 10, the more money it's worth because of the condition. So this one hasn't been officially graded, which meant that it was a bit harder to pigeonhole. So it was harder to, um, uh, I don't know, probably sell because it was kind of like, well, you don't know. It's somewhere between a 0.5 and a 1 probably, which is realistically probably what it is. But, um, you know, it's it looks pretty good on the wall. Yeah. Um, Very nice. And uh, yeah, so that's probably my 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 big Marvel thing. I don't have any other Marvel stuff up here actually. I've got a few other odds and sods. I've got some Phantoms as well. I was going to mention that you've got uh, two Phantom frames there. Yeah, so there's a number fourteen and a number eleven or sixteen and eleven, I think. So they're back from the forties, forties or fifties. Um, that I got a few years ago. So again, they're sort of very low quality quality ones i was the the phantom was the, the first comic i really got into as a kid there was a kid i went to primary school with nathan weaver i don't know where he ended up he might be listening <laughs> hi nathan if you're listening and he was into the phantom and um yeah and i sort of got into it through him so i used to sort of spend my pocket money i might even get pocket money whatever i wherever i got money from i used to work for my parents and i would buy the phantom every week every two weeks or it came out, i can't remember did you go see the movie I did, yeah, yeah, with Billy Zane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I enjoyed it. There are some who say he is only a myth. Soon they will discover the Phantom is real. Oh, I haven't revisited. I've seen it. it I've actually got a copy of it somewhere. 
I don't know where it is. It, a lot of it is actually really faithful and the ending is not particularly faithful. Mm. So I seem to remember that really annoying me because I think there's bits where they've got skulls that shoot lasers and things. Yeah. And that was never really in the lore. But then a lot of the other stuff they've done was actually really faithful. I thought Billy Zane was a very good phantom. and mm. um, So I had, I've, I've got quite a few hundred phantom comics at my parents' house still. Um, that my dad reads now, <laughs> so I've got I've got a few. Like, so I, I collected that really for probably ten years without really missing a beat. Mm. I, I collected the Phantom, but he doesn't really get much play these days. Um, so no, that's just a couple I, of the rare ones. I'm not a comic book buyer, but I do remember in the daily newspapers in the age reading the Phantom comic. How they had the yeah the strip the strip yep they're always completely just like what is going on here it's just like (laughs) something and yeah I could never really you know like I used to read like comics when I was a kid I was really into comics so there's a comic um, that you guys have probably heard of called Footrock Flats yeah which was a New Zealand comic set on a farm yeah slice of the movie yeah so I grew up in rural Victoria so I grew up on a lot of farms so evidently anytime you went to some relative's house that was on a farm there'd be Foot Rot Flats comics lying around everywhere so that was sort of Foot Rot Flats and Peanuts was um, my sort of two comics when I was really younger so the things I got into so there's actually on the wall there's a couple of Charlie Brown uh, books on tape that that I got Uh, so I was a big Peanuts fan and Foot Rot Flats because they were sort of the comics that I had access to. So my grandparents had Peanuts comics yeah. books in their house, yeah. which I think must have been my aunt's or maybe even my mum's or yeah. somebody. Somebody had them and Foot Rot Flats. So that was my first sort of thing into into comics. And then I just used to start drawing comics. Oh, and I used cool. to draw my own comics and draw. And I used to be – I was pretty good actually. I, I had mm. stuff um, put in an exhibition for young comic artists when I was a kid. And I was about oh, nice. eleven or twelve. Yeah. That some relative put me <laughs> put me in, and then ultimately computers and stuff kind of killed killed it. So I, c- I can barely draw at all now, sadly. Yeah. Uh, lost the talent. I know I totally have, and like well, every now and then you'll go like I'll do like I'll have my daughter will go oh draw a dog or something, and I'll go oh god I used to be really good at this, and now it's just awful. Oh how upsetting. Um, yeah. So I suppose looking at my wall, it's probably a bit of a giveaway of some of the geeky stuff that I'm into um I don't have stacks and stacks of collections of things because I lived overseas for so long so I was very conscious not to accumulate stuff while I was over there yeah because you would have to bring it back yeah exactly and you know Andy that once you start accumulating yeah Although now I've started collecting Black Series Star Wars stuff, and, it's, <laughs> and they ask, the yeah. But the thing is, I've only got so much shelf space. So as soon as the yeah. shelf space mm-hmm. runs out, although I'm kind of going, oh, maybe I could probably stick a, yeah, I could stick a shelf over there, yeah. or stick a shelf over there. And are you sort of like, because um, they come out in waves, uh, like oh, I need the whole collection? No, you just have your favourites. For the Black Series stuff? Yeah. No, I'm literally at the moment just going, whatever I can get for that cheap price point, yeah. I'll get. So I've got them. I don't feel the need to be a completionist. I don't feel the need to go back and try and get all the really rare ones. I don't. What I like. Like I'm going, oh, wow, I'd really like a young Han Solo or a Lando or an Emphis Nest, but I'm going, I don't want to pay 40 bucks. Yeah. If one comes across later, if I have to comes across, I'll get it later, but yeah. I don't. I don't have that that impulse to, 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 to get it right away. Yeah. I don't kind of have I'm the same. Kind of trying to keep it in check. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to pick up my favourite characters like Mendo and um 
and Cassian, but I, I don't want to really get into collecting because otherwise my completest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. It's a very slippery slope because those itty bitties, I'm going to be spending a fortune on itty bitties. Do they come in different prices? I don't think I've asked you. Um, Well, when you get a multi-set, obviously they're expensive and there are some that are like limited edition. Each one is relatively cheap. Problem is there's quite a few of them and I haven't been on – you don't – you're not always able to find them in Australia, so I then get them shipped from America. Uh, so the shipping costs as much as so the they cost a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. Which then, when I randomly you know, go find that that figure here in Australia, I'm like, no. <laughs> but you know, the other day I went into a news agent that has itty bitties, and and they randomly had yet a, a Lando, an Empire Strikes Back Lando. Oh, so I was like, oh, score, bang. So is there a Grab Holy you. Grail itty-bitty? Yeah, is there like a the main event of... Well, you know, there's... <laughs> the main event. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, main the final event. countdown of itty-bitty. Well, there's the things like the um, Comic-Con exclusives. Yes. Yep. And, and I'm a bit of the opinion they are... A, a memory of being at an event because when you see them uploaded online, they are, they're hundreds. Um, I still need, I think they have released uh, Han Solo in Carbonite and there's a number of other itty bitties that I want. I've I've stopped myself from going on the Hallmark site. Have they done young Han Solo itty bitties? Um, Not that I'm aware, but I don't think so. I need to double check. Funko Pops, I don't yeah. see any of them. No, like they wouldn't come out here. As, as I say, I stopped yeah. myself from going on the Hallmark site because <laughs> I am broke, yeah. very broke at the moment. Um, did they, it's, I, I'm, I get them confused with Funko Pops, the one where it's got Luke and the X-Wing. Yeah. And yeah, and um, that's one of the ones... Uh, Last year, I um, gave a, a shopping list to a friend in the States who bought them for me and then shipped them Aww. over to me. I PayPal'd her the money Aww. because, yeah, Hallmark don't ship to Australia. Mm. I can't. Oh, e- so you got to use like a third. Yeah, yeah, right. I can't even do the, you know, Australia Post shop mate, get it shipped to an American address and then shipped to me. They won't even accept me oh, paying. Yeah, it's it's so tight. So I've had to befriend Americans. <laughs> is there a is there like a is there a definite definitive number of how many there are? Like, is there like a hundred itty bitties? No, get? they're not numbered or anything like that. They really are. They're not. So they're not like Pokemon, like how they're all numbered. No, itty bitties are just like what what comes yeah. out. What comes out? Yeah, yeah. Which is far more loose and relaxed. Yeah. So I've and I've just focused on Star Wars mainly. Though I do have a few Muppets. I've got um, the Christmas Star Wars ones. Um, the the um, Wizard of Oz four main characters, um, and I've been eyeing off the um, Star Trek ones. Oof. 
Yeah, as soon as they start like crossing crossing franchise and stuff, it's like, oh man, it's a a rabbit hole that I could very easily fall down. So I've already joked that going to a celebration, I need to take two two suitcases, one with clothes and one empty to fill up with the collectibles and other things. So I think we talked about this, Andy, of going, oh, with Black Series, you know, if you you sort of hit up with the bad motivator boys and hit some Walmarts and Targets (laughs) and get the clearance, you know, stuff, I'd be happy to just go, oh, you know, I don't feel like I need to go to Celebration and get a, you know, $60 exclusive one, I go, no, I go, oh, it depends what it costs, I suppose. But at the same time, I kind of go, well, if they had, I guess it was an episode nine thing or tie-in yeah, or something. I but. reckon if they had, like, I think they have released a Battle damaged Kylo before, but just, I don't know, something new. If it was an episode nine character, maybe it would be a different story. It would be like what Ray looks like in nine like you won't be able to get it anywhere else. Yeah. For I've just then, yeah. I was so sure then, and now you've just sort of taught me around going yeah, like I only get yeah. them when they're cheap and they're I, I find them out and then, but um, we're a bad influence. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So what else is on the wall of fun over here? Well, uh, there's um, the Batman print we've talked about before, but it's it's pretty cool to get like this Batman print. Is that yeah, it's so signed it's, by the um, yeah, so artist. Yeah, signed by the artist. Uh, so it's an original piece of Batman art from oh goodness, I'm trying to remember which one. It's one of the Kevin Smith ones that he wrote. So it's either Cacophony or oh, what's the other one? I can't remember now. I'll have, to, I'll have to check. Sorry, but the artist Walt Flanagan, who's Kevin Smith's friend, who's actually on Comic Book Men. Yeah, uh, and he's a comic book artist in his own right. So I bought that a few years ago and got it framed. Uh, when I got back to Melbourne, and um, just there was a really good website. I can't remember it's Steve's Comic Art or something. And you basically just go on the website and you pick. Mm. They sort by artists and things like that. And he, Walt Flanagan's a good artist, but he's not like a huge. He's not a Jim Lee or a Greg yeah. Capullo or one of those really big, big names. So it wasn't super expensive. Um, and I particularly picked this one because it's almost like a splash page. You know, it's almost like a full. Yeah page and you can see Batman um, jumping through the stained glass window and things and uh, yeah it's quite fascinating just looking at the art the size of the, the board that they do it on and you can kind of see the, the markups and the, if you get really close you can see the, the texture and all that kind of mm. stuff as Is that well. Calendar Man? I think it is Calendar Man yeah and it's um, is it Baphomet is the guy Batman's with it's quite an interesting story where he um, he basically gets a new partner Batman does but it's you know normally he has like Robin or yeah, you know, like, like a, yeah, like a goat. So the, yeah, he's got like a horse's head. So the whole thing is that he kind of Batman's partners are always sort of younger guys or pe- people that he sort of bosses around. This, this is supposedly someone who's more of an equal. That he's an older guy. He's already sort of experienced and da 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 da. And it's a really good story. I won't give away what happens just in case there's spoilers and stuff. But um, yeah, so that's really nice. I was um, I'd like to get more original art if I could, but it's it's not easy to come by. Yeah. in Australia you kind of have to send away for it and things so I got a lot of that stuff when I was in England it was a little bit easier to get stuff because you were only posting to the UK so yeah I've been a big Batman fan since 60s Batman so 60s yeah. Batman was my yeah back, back when it was on <laughs> Channel 10 you know about 4.30 in the afternoon oh yeah and yeah. it just you know I was on 
I must have seen it for the first time in the eighties and stuff. And it, you know, and it was obviously already been out for twenty years, but it yeah. didn't. It didn't feel dated or anything like that. It no, still just felt like you know. It just felt like, come on, Robin. I'm going to do an Adam West, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I still, I you know, I still love that Adam West and, and Burt Ward. They're still very dear to my heart and stuff. And I still, I you know, I still think of sort of Frank Gorshin as the Riddler or Burgess Meredith as the Penguin. Or I mean, there was a whole bunch of Cat Women. There was um, Lee Merriweather, Eartha Kitt, yeah. and um, oh, who was the other one? Yeah, um, it'll come to us. Oh, it's really going to annoy me yeah. now. But uh, anyway, we'll get back. Yeah. We'll, we'll come yeah. back to that. But yeah, because I remember um, was it Rob Sitchell, Tony Martin describing sixties Batman as you know fantastic when you're eight, hilarious when you're an an adult. Yeah, that's right. It, yeah. it really holds up in terms of ex- campiness. Because it really was a it really was a, co- a comedy, and mm-hmm. um, it really was um, a huge phenomenon. And people don't sort of realize how yeah. big it was. Um, I'm just looking up who who the other one who the other Batman. Yeah, the Batusi. Is that what it's called? The Batusi. Julie Newmar. Ah. And she was ah uh, yeah Julie Newmar. How could I have forgotten? Uh, oh, the oh. Batusi. Yeah, and there's the yeah. '60s Batman movie they made. A, that was the first ever big budget superhero movie. With that was the, the one with Batman. the shark repellent, wasn't yeah, it? With, wasn't yeah, wasn't it? It was the ultimate villain team up. Team up. So Riddler and Joker and Catwoman and. Um, Penguin, they were all... Yep, the big four. I missed all this. Oh, you haven't seen it? Uh, there's a, It's all out on Blu-ray now. I haven't actually bought the Blu-ray set, but you can get it for I don't know, like 60 or 70 bucks now, so I'll probably eventually yep. invest in it. But it's the thing where you kind of go, oh, can I really sit down and just watch them one after the other? Sometimes <laughs> you feel like the memories are better than the... Um, in a way, they're all, it's like a great random find on the TV. You, you, you're going around channels, ooh, Batman. Yeah, so they showed on SBS as well. So it does pop on SBS, but I never, I never collected the comics for Batman. I always found them a little bit too dark when I was a kid, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I didn't have much money, and they were always a bit more expensive. The Phantom yeah. was always like when I bought it, it was like a dollar fifty a thing, so it was yeah. quite affordable and things. It was in black and white. Um, I remember. Uh, Nathan, who got me into the Phantom, he was into Batman too, and he would tell me the things that happened in Batman, like in the comics, which were quite like, you know, like Robin gets blown up by the Joker, and yeah. then the Joker yeah. gets crushed in a cement mixer, and yeah. they were all. I was like, oh, this is a little bit too, you know, like I like my Batman kind of, yeah. you know, sixties and and surfing and Batusi <laughs> and things. Like, yeah, I really did. That was really my, you know, but then I got I got caught up in the in eighty nine Batman when eighty nine oh, Batman. Yeah. Hit. That- that was, big. and I was eleven, mm. so it was. I had pictures of '89 Batman on my wall. I cut out of the newspaper. I had, um, I had the trading cards, like the, oh, you get with the, yeah. the bubble gum and stuff like that. So I don't know what happened to them. They're probably in a box somewhere. Um, so I got to go up to Melbourne and, and stay with my aunt, and, and she took me to see to yeah. see Batman. So I remember going to the cinema. I think. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was out at the same time, at least yeah. in Australia. Yeah. Because we always They're got They're the same stuff. year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 89. We always sent 10 to get stuff mm. late like, anyway. Yeah. But I remember, wanted, like, Batman. I, I just remember, like, opening up the paper. Like, they used to have – I suppose they still have it, like, the the EG, the Entertainment yeah. Guide. Yeah. And they have all the movies. No, no the, the EG, EG was the Friday was one. the Friday Entertainment. Which I think in the 80s was yellow. Green oh. Guide was green. I, I probably – for a, a no, period of time, it was yellow. Um, 
we might have to ask Steel Saunders about yeah. this. He's the Green Guide expert. But um, and I just remember seeing like the the page, and it was just Batman. Every mm-hmm. ad was like, "We've got Batman. Batman yeah. is on. Come and see Batman." And you, you know, they had the Prince stuff was everywhere. Yes. It, was, it was huge. So yeah. I remember going to see it, and it's it's pretty. It's pretty full on in places. Yes, yeah. yeah. And it's I remember a very dark. Vision. I remember when Bruce has the flashback to his parents getting shot in the alleyway. Yeah. I made an excuse to go to the toilet so I could walk out of the cinema, <laughs> and I stood outside the cinema for five minutes and waited for the scene to end, and mm-hmm. I, so I could go back in and watch oh, it. Did that upset you? Yeah, I didn't want to watch it. I knew it was coming because I knew the legend of the yeah. thing, but I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to see this. And I yeah. distinctly remember just walking out and standing like just outside the door yeah. and then kind of just listening and kind of going, okay, I think it's okay to, to go back in. Cause there's quite a few horrific bits in it. Um, it's, it's quite dark. It's very, very dark. Especially when you're little. There's, mm. When sort of Jack Nicholson, before he becomes a joke, he gets sort of a ricochet bullet to the face and he's kind of, his face is all kind of bloodied. Yeah. And, and I remember that being that really being scary. And then there's... Um, uh, even, the, even the climatic. It's on the. I've got scene. it right there, Andy. If you want to borrow it, uh, the Blu-ray is, is is right over there. It might be. Um, and there's this, there's a bit where it's. Um, I've forgotten her name. She's Rupert Murdoch's wife now. Jerry Hall used to be married yeah. to Mick Jagger. Yeah. And he's like the Joker's sort of girlfriend, and he he basically mm-hmm. does all these experiments on her, and she's wearing yeah. his mask on yeah. her face. Yeah. And she's like, why it's, is she wearing the mask? It's uh, quite freaky. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, what are we doing here? And he's like, shush, shush, sh- sh- mm-hmm. sit down. And then she takes the mask on her face. As well. And I remember like, ah! And really yeah, freaking me out. Because at that stage, our only exposure to Batman was the 60s. Yeah, it was a really big, it was a big, I remember seeing there were news reports and things mm. of like kids going to see Batman and it was, you know, it was definitely truer to what the comics were doing mm. at the time because I think Dark Knight Returns had already come out. So yeah. that, that sort of idea of a gritty Batman who punches people in the face and, you know, I think by today's standards it's probably not as much if you show mm. it to a kid now, but I still think there's definitely bits in it that would. I think the themes are, are pretty dark and and when you get into who Batman is because you think about it, he has no superpowers. He's just really rich, but he is messed up. Yeah, they really – 89 really played on you disturbed, probably yeah. mentally disturbed and tra- and traumatised as well. Yeah. And, you know, that's sort of touched on a little bit in the Christopher Nolan stuff, I mm. think, but he's sort of – he's probably – kind of suppresses that more and his will, his willpower yeah. is probably more yeah. like it feels like the Michael Keaton Batman is sort of on this edge of slightly yeah. d- a derangement and and um you know obviously they kind of went on especially sort of your Batman Forevers and your Batman mm. Robins and stuff that was sort of that wasn't even yeah. really touched on I think I think well certainly by Batman and Robin it wasn't even cartoony. Yeah. yeah, it basically was 60s Batman. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, what we all thought, you know, if Batman and Robin had come out in 1989, mm. that's probably what parents taking their kids to see thought they were going to get, yeah. which was sort of like the, the, you know, the big budget version of the campy 60s yeah. thing. But um, yeah, so Batman was a, a, a big thing for me and then I really enjoyed the animated, the original animated series. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, and was it, on the one of the afternoon cartoon shows or the Saturday mornings, it was and it used the um the Elfman music yep. as the opening and it was it was just 
for a it had that cartoon. Similar, it was um, brilliant. Same tone. So tone aesthetic where it was sort of like the 89 and the, and the anime series was sort of, is almost like 1920s, 1930s, but Very film noir. So, yeah, very so it was very noir. noir. So it was like everybody kind of wore hats and looked like newsies and yeah. and everybody kind of had like Tommy guns and, and big cars and yeah. jack yeah. and trench coats and big suits. But yeah. again, it was like Batman used computers and, and yeah. it yeah. was that weird sort of, Twisting of the of yeah. the, the two genres, mm-hmm. very Tim Burton. You like, you know, I'm gonna do a bit yeah. of this. I'm gonna do a bit of this, and I'm weird. Woo, I'm weird. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I'll always front up for for Batman stuff. I um, I I haven't been a huge fan of the later stuff. I was gonna say, what are your thoughts on the recent? I think Ben Affleck's a great Batman. I really like. I always like Ben Affleck as an actor. Anyway, I've probably got a soft spot from because I'm a Kevin Smith fan, so I always <laughs> like that he's a guy who can make fun of himself and he's you know got that. Yeah. So I've always had a soft spot for for Affleck, um, and I can certainly see what he was doing. Um, he's probably a little bit too violent. He was too happy to knock people off. Um, I thought he looked great. Um, I think Batman Superman has a lot of good stuff in it and i actually don't mind the martha people always yeah. make fun of that but i actually thought that was quite clever <laughs> i don't know Danny's looking right, at me like what we have time for i actually didn't really mind that so so, so much but i hated suicide squad i thought it was terrible I thought it was a mess and i really yeah, didn't like it at I all watching that thing. um and Justice League was sort of a bit all over the shop. It kind of had yeah. good bits and kind of had. But I really liked Wonder Woman. I watched Wonder Woman again yeah, the other day, which holds up really well. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. They kind of got to sort themselves up. I think mm. they got a little bit too caught up playing catch up. I think and yeah. Yeah. and tried to rush rush things and um, tonally they're kind of a little bit all over the mm. shop now and and things and yeah, I'm not too sure. But I mean, I'd like to see. Like I, I know they're making another Batman, but I would like to see Bat Family. So I'd like to see Batman, Robin, not, you know, like a Damian Wayne Robin with the Nightwing, and like yeah. all of them. Like I'd like, I'd love to see Barbara Gordon Batgirl. I love Batgirl. No, uh, I really I like her as Batgirl. Yeah. Um, I particularly like, and they kind of redid her quite recently in the comics, where she was sort of. Then they did the new 52, she kind of came back and she was angry and she wanted to punch everybody in the head. Mm-hmm. And, and Gail Simone did that run. It was really good. But um, then they kind of flipped it and they sort of said, oh, she's a bit more hipster. She's at college. She's um, – the sort of tone sort of changed. But I actually really like what they're doing with her now. Um, she's sort of running her own business stuff and she kind of runs into Nightwing and stuff. And I really like that. But I would like to see like a bat – the detective comics run that they're doing at the moment is really like the whole team is it's Batman and the whole team. So there's oh, all like cool. all the Robins are there and, and there's like um, Batwoman's in there as well and a whole bunch of other people. And I think that would make a really good – if that worked, you could spin off those characters and stuff yeah. and just keep it in that Bat universe. Um, and then you don't have the problem of like, well, Superman can just come in and save everything and, and yeah. all that kind of thing. But sorry, I'm going a bit deep cut <laughs> here at the moment. Um, uh, I was, uh, a question I've got. Um, so who who is your Batman? Like who's your like? Yep, that's my Batman. That guy uh, in the movie. Uh, Any franchise, I guess. Oh, probably who's portrayed Michael that. Keaton or Adam West. Yep. Because that's probably when I was the most influenced. Yep. But 
I mean, I like Christian Bale's Batman. I probably like the movies better than I like the Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I think he does it. What he how they do Bruce Wayne, I think, is really good in that sort of way that he does it because, like, Christian Bale kind of plays that douchey rich guy yeah. quite quite well. Yeah, he he makes it very clear that that's the performance. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think Affleck's Bruce Wayne is more of a broken man. He's sort of at the end. He's sort of yeah. seen it all, but he does. There's there's a bit. I think in Justice League where he's sort of trying to break into Lex Luthor's thing, and he kind of someone pulls him up and he pretends he's a bit drunk. And I think that was quite clever. But that was on BBS. Is that Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Is it? All oh, right. Yep. He's like, that's not the. That's the yeah. No, sir. This is the uh, yeah. security room or something. Yeah. Um. And sort of Val Kilmer was perfectly fine. George Clooney didn't really have much to work with. You can't really blame. We all know George Clooney can act. I think if he had been in, you know, if he'd been if he'd been in the Dark Knight, yeah, he he he, you know he's doing fine. So I think he's just like, oh well, you know, blew that, you know, screwed the pooch on that one. But I think he was just doing what he's told, really. But um, yeah, I'd say Adam West. Or Michael Keaton, I'd almost lean towards Adam West because that probably I get when I see like Batman figures or toys, and I see the Adam West one, I always feel like that's the one I ha- I want to have the most. Like if I I haven't got any Batman stuff on my shelf actually at the moment, but if I got a figurine, it would probably be a '60s Batman and a yeah. Burt Ward Robin. Yeah. I would say, yeah, yeah. I'm a a Michael Keaton one. That was yeah the duality. I really enjoyed, even back then, I really enjoyed that there seemed to be two characters. There was Batman, there was Bruce Wayne, and he very much played it as two different characters. And I enjoyed that because I got really deep into the psychology of it. Like, how he was almost more up. eccentric, wasn't he, a little yeah. bit? He was a bit sort of like a bit yeah. flighty and a bit sort of, and I guess that's more Michael Keaton-y, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, whereas, and his Batman, this is in a way where the, you know, quote-unquote Batman voice kind of started, mm. that sort of gruff, deeper voice. His was more like a whisper, wasn't it? Yeah. It was sort of a bit more sort of, I'm Batman. Yeah, you tell your friends about me. Yeah. I'm but, Batman. But <laughs> 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 obviously Christian Bale sort of took it to the, you know, yeah. I could see where he was going for with the, sort of the intimidation, mm. taking the in- intimidation thing up to a level and the – the Affleck one has sort of got the the voice modulator thing, which is quite an interesting, yeah. Except when he wants to have a conversation, as soon as he, as soon as he's Batmaning, it's cool. But as soon as he's just kind of like chatting to somebody, it's kind of like, oh, dude, turn it, turn it off. Talking to Flash, he goes, save one, just save one. I'm like, do you guys watch the like the DC CW stuff at all? Like your Flash and your. I watch Gotham. Uh, and that's it. Gotham got too bonkers to me. Yeah, kind of show. Me well. That's why I love it. <laughs> it's truly bonkers. The Penguin and the Riddler are just fantastic. I think is fantastic. Just is brilliant. the Penguin fat yet? Because he was like a skinny dude. No, he's still skinny. Yeah. Um, from what I've and yeah, the Joker's interesting. The Joker's really interesting. How they've done the Joker. Do you want me to go into what they've done? It's isn't it sort of like a. So um, Bruce Wayne is still a teenager. He's um, further along, and and Alfred, Being a man. yeah, 
Uh, spoilers if you're watching. Yeah, so I won't spoil it too much. Um, and we and the first episode is he's like about ten or something, and that's when his parents are, are gunned down, and and um and Gordon Jim Gordon is the detective investigating. But that's the that boy crime. from the OC, isn't it? Yeah. See, I didn't yeah, watch the OC, right. so I'm not. I didn't either, but I did, re- did recognise it. <laughs> but um, the Alfred is played by um, Sean Pertwee, son of John the, Pertwee. Yeah. As in the doctor, the son of the third, third doctor. doctor. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. And he's he's a really cool Alfred in that he's yes he does the butlering stuff, but he's got, got the this, SAS background. Yeah, yeah SAS yeah, background. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Has he got any acting skills? That's always one of other – in the comics, they, sometimes Alfred was like an actor and things as well. It doesn't touch to uh, Sort of – he – they – um, they're starting to, I think, hint at Bruce has to sort of hide his nighttime activities and a couple of times they've made – they've got Bruce to play up the, um, you know, young billionaire with no parental guidance – Oh, right, like mm. he's just running wild, driving his Ferrari around with yeah. blocks on his feet like he's short round or something. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's completely bonkers. I'm not going to lie. I just remember, <laughs> oh, God, what's her name? Uh, Will Smith's wife, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yes. Just chewing As fish. Fish Mooney. Fish oh, Mooney, yeah. What are you doing here? Yes. This is my place. So I run this town. Yeah, the actors this is are a having woman show. <laughs> the actors are having the best time, and and some of the um, so they've got oh, Alexander Sindig as in um, Doctor Bashir from Deep Space Nine. He's a recurring character on there. Um, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith. Who else have they? Yeah, had? She died. I, well, I oh, she it. came back. Of course she did. Um, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was the one of the psychologists on um, SVU, Dr. Wong. Um, oh, B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong, yeah. Did he do? Yes. He's, he's, As in from he's, Jurassic Park, B.D. Wong? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. And also in um, Mr. Robot. So he's, he's in there. Um, had Michael That's, Chiklis. Is that the thing? Yeah. And who also played John Belushi. John Belushi. Who played John Belushi. Have you ever seen the movie where Michael Chiklis plays John Belushi? No. It's not great. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Somebody's uploaded it onto YouTube, but I started watching it once. It's, he doesn't – he can actually sing a lot like John Belushi. Like when I was growing up with the Blues Brothers, was one yeah. of my favourite movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, it, it's not great, but yeah, that was like his first role. Yeah. So – this, is that a CW one or is that it's a bit more adult oh, skewed? Isn't it's a, it? It's a, it's, it would be far more adult yeah. because yeah, it's, it gets dark and, and violent. Yeah, like, like throw people off buildings, and, and there's there's stabby stabby. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. My um my daughter likes watching clips of Supergirl flying, mm. so we've watched. There's some people have put like little compilations of Supergirl flying on the CW show where yeah. she's just kind of flying around doing stuff to, to a song. She loves that clip. Yeah. But she also likes the 
like the Supergirl movie. There's like a scene with which I've yeah. never actually. I don't think I've ever actually seen the Supergirl movie. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, there's a bit where she's like up by a lake and she's learning how to fly. Yes. And kind of, yeah. Yep. She loves that scene. Mm-hmm. You're going, All right. Well, I've probably seen the best bit in this yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, the CW shows are very good. It's just that I I don't know I just got like. Who's got time? There's no, too many. There's too much. The, the crossover events. It's just like, wait, now I have to download three, no, four episodes of four different shows that are, you know, continuing in each story. And then, like, Netflix Marvel is coming out. It's like, I'm just going to... Yeah, I've definitely... I, I haven't touched Rebels those. Like, yeah, uh, I've definitely fallen off. I haven't seen the second season of Jessica Jones or Luke Cage yet. Um, and I really like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Just haven't got around to it. Yeah. Daredevil. I'll tr- make try to make sure that I watch. I haven't. Wa- I've watched about two episodes of Punisher, um, which was okay. I'm not a Bill's biggest Punisher fan, but I have read the Mac Punisher Max run, which they sort of consider is the best run because it's so violent. <laughs> and even I'm just kind of like, geez, I can barely read read this. So were you like it? So so early days comic book. That's sort of your geek outlet was were you more of a dc guy or other things or marvel? Uh, well i didn't buy dc or marvel comics because i didn't have enough money and it always felt like it was too hard to get in yeah like i was always trying to find that jumping in point i kind of read them now more sort of on my ipad or sort of you know i'll get at them occasionally and do stuff but um yeah the phantom was the only one that i really continually read yeah all the time and that was until, oh God, probably I finished university, maybe maybe my early 20s. So mm. probably from about 10 or 11 to about wow. 21, 22. So I had that. I don't think I missed one. I had a whole perfect run. But again, it was like they're up to like 1,500 or something now. So when I was in 1990, I got like the thousandth. It's been running since the 40s and stuff. So I probably have a, yeah, I don't know. I probably have a slightly more of, for the DC characters, mm-hmm. even though I think the Marvel stuff's been executed better. I definitely like the DC comics more than I like the Marvel comics. I find a lot of the Marvel... Mm-hmm. Like, I'd sort of read Spider-Man and, and, and some other stuff, and I never really enjoyed the stories as much. So the DC st- story stuff in the comics always seem to resonate a bit more, um, even though I've got, like, the Spider-Man things. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man's one of my very favourite characters, and I love Spider-Man, but I've always... His comic stuff I always found a little bit hit and miss. <laughs> but um, I suppose they're all hit and miss in certain, in you know, depending on when you come in and when you come out and who the writers are and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's so big, I, I've never tried to, like we sort of touched on, I've never tried to be a completist or anything. It's, it's kind of impossible. Um, and especially in the case of comics and, you know, like Star Wars and stuff, I never sort of pretended, like I know more than the men on the street probably, but there's always someone who knows yeah. more than you. There's I always tr- a bigger fish. Yeah, there's always a bigger fish. I never felt like I need to get into like a competition of who knew more or what, like I kind of know the bits that I know and stuff. And um, so I used to read the fan print, but I used to really be into Asterix as well. So Asterix oh, and Obelix. Yeah. Yep. And there's actually a little pile of Asterix and Obelix comics Ooh, cool. just there that I bought uh, – years ago and then when i moved to england i lent them to a friend of mine because he wanted to read them and then he came around the other night to watch the world cup and he said ah here's your asterisk comics back because he's renovating his house and so he had to pack up everything he's gone oh i just found a stack of asterisk comics (laughs) and there you are and 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 there they are so 
I, I really love the Asterix comics and stuff, especially the early, the earlier ones. The guys who originally do them don't do them anymore. I think one of them's actually passed away years ago, mm. and the artist sort of took over. They're never quite as good. Did you ever get into Tintin? Uh, a little bit, but I never really found it as compelling. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure why, because we used to go to the my mum would take us to the library every week. And they would have asterisks at the library and Tintin in the library because yeah. they were proper books. They yeah. weren't like comics and stuff. Yeah. And I would inadvertently just always check out asterisk books. And I would just be like, you know, there's a whole library of books yeah. here. Yeah, I was the opposite, Tintin. Oh, you were a Tintin yeah. guy. I, I, don't, I like, don't mind Tintin at all. I really loved the. I thought the Tintin movie was fantastic. Um, cool yeah, yeah, which is great. Cause Did the, you like the animation adaptation? Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind that because the asterisks has had a few movies. He's had... A few cartoons, um, which have sort of varyingly quality. They're probably pretty. Some of the cartoons are a bit more faithful to the books, but they've actually there are a few live action ones that have because Asterix is French. Yeah, um, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, there are a few live actions with Gerard Depardieu as Obelix, and um, yeah, they're not great, but yeah. they're pretty faithful. Yeah. Like I don't know what I'd be expecting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that thing where I'm going. Well, what would it be if it's yeah. not this? Yeah. Um, I, I always kind of like the the, the cartoons because they basically just adapted the comics yeah. straight on, yeah. um, and the the um, the other ones weren't quite as good. But um, they do kind of bring out occasionally some new ones. But I've kind of got the classics, and it's yeah. quite funny the word playing things, and it's it's like especially living in when I lived in Europe for so long, it's all so European centric, you know, they make fun of the Belgians and they make yeah. fun of the Germans and they make fun of the Italians and they make fun of the British and the Irish and, and everybody else and all these different things. It's all such a very European thing. And the, the tricks that they do with language and pronunciations and wordplay and stuff is very clever. When you consider that it was originally in French and then they've translated it to English, but had to keep, jokes yeah and then like a lot of the, the characters have different names but they're translated so the joke works in english and, yeah and um uh, a friend of mine his his son's learning french and they've got him all the comics in french yeah. so he can uh, read them in uh, french and stuff yeah. which is quite which is quite good no i could have learned french you know if only i had the opportunity i could have had i could have had french on here um yeah so that was asterix and the phantom were the, sort of the big ones growing up and i did yeah i saw the we sort of touched on the movie and things and I don't know, I feel I don't know whether they'll ever make another Phantom movie. I think they probably feel like the world's moved on a little bit and yeah. he was sort of a, a white guy ruling the jungle and stuff as well. I yeah. don't know whether it's particularly aged yes. well. Yes. They now that you No it never occurred to me until somebody brought it up recently yeah. and I went, Ah oh. Yeah, yeah I mean, he doesn't Black sort of Panther, it's like Yeah, when they got Black Panther as well and you know, he's of the ruler of his people and things yeah. as well. I mean, the Phantom was never an I, I rule with an iron fist, you would do what I say. He was always kind of seen as a protector, um, but I'm not sure. There was a series, um, Sci-Fi did a, a pilot um, probably six or seven years ago of the Phantom where they brought it back, but it was like uh, like a young kid and he didn't know who his parents were and they died and he got brought in and was like, hey, you're the Phantom now and you have to take... The whole idea is the Phantom is that it's a continual line yeah. through the centuries. So you you have a son and you, you die and he takes over so people think the Phantom lived forever. The ghost um, who walks. The ghost who walks, yes. Uh, walking around in purple. And, um, yeah, so they did this series and stuff and the, I don't know, this, I didn't like the suit and they tried to do all this other stuff and it just didn't, didn't yeah. jive with me and 
I don't think they. I think they showed the pilot and then that was it, and they never really did anything. So yeah, there was that period in the nineties where they were trying to do some comic book adaptations. So we got Dick Tracy, The Phantom, that one with um, was it Alec Baldwin? Yeah, The Shadow. The Shadow. It was all those thirties, oh, those thirties pulp action, yeah. pulp heroes and things. And The yeah. Phantom was. The Phantom predated Batman. He predated mm. – I think he might have even predated Superman for sort of costume yeah. heroes. He's, he was very innovative in the time and things. Mm. But, you know, the, the, the other people, they kind of, you know, they took off and ran with it yeah. and things. So I don't know – it's kind of funny that, you know, like Marvel dominates so much now. But yeah. there wasn't really – they weren't being represented at that no, time. Whether it, that was – you know, you could tell the story of the Phantom with a guy in a suit on a horse – running around mm. the jungle. Like if you wanted to tell Spider-Man, you had to wait for technology to get to a point to, to make Spider-Man properly. Mm. Otherwise, it's just a guy on, you know, string. on the strings and mm. things. So I think that the Marvels, you know, they kind of waited for their moment to make sure that it's like, well, we're going to do this the way that is going to be yeah. faithful to the the characters and things and yeah. certainly paid off. Well, you know, I was aware of Spider-Man and then in the 90s we got that fantastic X-Men um animated series i've never seen it actually yeah watch it it's really good it's really good yeah i never got into the x-men until the movies and things i had a friend when i went saw i saw the x-men movie when it came out Uh, a friend of mine she uh was really excited because she was really into the x-men she was just like i can't wait like this is gonna like i've been waiting i've been the x-men my whole life and she came out and she was like yep happy with that that was great um, you know, I have reservations about some things. I think yeah. you know, the costumes and stuff, but she's like, no, it stayed true to the characters and things. And yeah. people forget that that X Men movie really set the tone it of started it of yeah. taking the, the genre seriously, especially after you sort of Batman and Robin kind of fell mm-hmm. in the toilet and killed the genre for a bit. Yeah, and, and then there was you know the one off, yeah, like the Phantom and um, the Shadow, but it wasn't until yeah X Men. That first one started things again. Was that 99 or 2000? It would have been, yeah, right around 99, 2000. Mm. I can't tell you exactly. So do you think that next time we see X-Men will be in the Marvel Universe? Clean slate. I I know they're saying that Disney's going to buy Fox. Mm. They'll get X-Men Fantastic Four back. Yeah. That we'll see that they'll go, all right, well, that's the end of that. I I don't know if we'll have a, a massive crossover because you know the Avengers universe of sort of there's too many characters as it is um but you, you never know they might one or two might pop up I reckon they're just gonna slowly slide them in mm. I think if they got if they got X-Men tomorrow if they said Disney if they had if, Wolverine if they had Wolverine and I said at the end of yep. Avengers 4 you'll be like whoa, whoa this is a Wolverine and yeah. be, they'll, they, they will bring them in because I mean I think they're going to lose a lot of those Marvel actors soon. I think they're mm. either had enough or they're getting too expensive and things, so yeah. they're going to move on to the next into the yeah. next thing. So they'll be able to slot them in. See, for me, I I would rather they do the Fantastic Four than <laughs> them. <laughs> but they keep trying with Fantastic Four. Well, actually, Marvel do something with Fantastic Four. Yeah. Then, is that owned by Fox at the moment? Yeah. 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 Okay. So rather they do, because they're the first superhero family. Yeah. And um, I rather them do that than all right. Well, let's how do we bring mm. in the X Men because that's such a big scope of characters. Yeah. 
How about bringing in the first hero family? Mm. Yeah, them right. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, the poor old Fantastic Four have had a bit of a rough run. I, yeah. I watched that the, la, the that new one. Oh, that was bit, Fantastic. It was a bit of a dog's breakfast. Yeah, it's I'm um, never watching it. they've never quite got the never quite got it right really with the. the fan. I mean, we'll just watch The Incredibles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you watch The Incredibles. That's your Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's an interesting state of events where we are right now with um the comic book universe. We've got your Marvel and DC. And Marvel are poised to take back control of you know, your X Men universe, and and they have that deal with Spider Man to to make Spider Man yeah, now. Just, Sony. Yeah, I think they have him for. Uh, well, well, we'll see what happens in the next <laughs> Avengers movie. Then the, he has uh, was it Far From Home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it reverts back to Sony. Okay. Yeah. They would be. They only had a three. They will be mad four. to take him away. They. I know. Yeah. I think they've, they've learned their lessons. They're, sure. they're going to keep right. sharing him. Oh really? Do you think in the I, oh, I, for sure? I reckon oh, they'll yeah. keep sharing for him sure. because they would be mad to. Because Sony needs like Spider-Man's all they got. I know, yeah. but if they if they pull him out and then they try to reboot him again, people would just be like, "What yeah. the hell, man?" Oh. Well, we got Venom. Yeah, that looks mm. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of the Venom character. Uh, I've I, been I, a fan of he, the character, but just this movie just seemed like a bit of a I like Tom Hardy, but just the trailer just was like, it's so cheesy. Well, you might be presently surprised, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. There's so much stuff now. It's just yeah. kind of like if one doesn't hit, you just wait for the next one. Really. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been what, 19 Marvel movies now. We've had a number of X Men movies. And 10, 12? Yeah, we've had our fair share of Spider Man yeah. movies. We've had, yeah, with a reboot in there. And is it true that they have to make an X Men movie every few years in order to keep the rights? Uh, or was that Spider Man? I think, any, yeah. yeah, all those ones that. That's yeah. Any of the ones that get farmed out from yeah. Marvel. Yeah. So like your Fantastic Four, your Spider-Man, Spider-Man your mm. yeah um, X-Men. Yeah, X-Men characters. Yeah, they have to. But I mean, that's why Daredevil went back. Daredevil was yeah, Daredevil Devil went was, back. Yeah, but was it Sony. Yeah, one of them. But they they they, they that slide and it went back to yeah, um to Marvel. To Marvel. And they're yeah. like, what do we do with it? TV show. And it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, that's Daredevil. Yeah. It's a funny Sorry, business, isn't it? That you know, Marvel split off their they you know when they needed the money and they were broke, they sold off their their crown jewels. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. their X Men's, their Spider Man's, their Fantastic, who were the the yeah. ones that were worth something, and then they were left with B characters, yeah, and they your had Iron to start Man's and Thor, and you know, they started with Iron Man, who yeah. no one knew. Well, and this people go see Iron Man more than they yeah. see Superman. You know, people know Iron Man more than Superman now. Yeah. Or, it's just crazy yeah. how it's a, how much they hit it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we've definitely talked a lot about the comic book world with, with Josh. It's been great. Thanks well, for having me. We'll have to have you back to talk um, music because I know that's another fandom of yours. Yes, it is. 
yeah. I, I, um, geeky music in the thing. Uh, I'm a big Weird Al fan, so I could oh, definitely oh, we yeah. could definitely get yeah. into some yeah. Weird Al I'll stuff. Be, I'll be into that, yeah, uh, for sure. Talk a bit of Poodle Hat. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and other um, you know, kids kids shows. So Peppa Pig. Oh yeah, I'm still working on my Peppa Pig podcast. I'm going to do with uh, Matt Frost. I've got to touch base with him. Actually, it's just he's got time. I'm worrying about another child coming into the world first. But uh, yeah, I could talk some serious Peppa. I don't know a thing or two about Peppa Pig now. But um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoy listening to the pod. So it's very very nice to be asked. It's the first time I've been asked a guest on the podcast. So That's it's, right. it's very um, cool. Tell the folks where they can find you. And your- uh, well, my podcast is called Star Wars Spelt Out. Um, if you just go to www.starwarsspeltout.com, I don't know why I put www on the front. Anyone knows what it is. Or at Star Wars Spelt, you can find us there. Or if I'm just at Chapman Josh, if you want to just follow me on Twitter. Um, if you're nice, if you're not, don't bother. <laughs> Good rule. And um, yeah, I'm usually sort of on there posting and tweeting to these guys. Awesome. And I'm at Catherine_Neen on Twitter, posting silly things and survivors coming back. So I saw the billboards. Yeah, uh, I saw the billboards today. So yes, um, I'll be posting some survivor things. And Jack, and Jack yes. And so there will be my geeky things for the next few months. Survivor, yeah. Australian Survivor, and then American Survivor. Right, nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can find me at that geek Andy on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on that geek pod on Twitter and Instagram. I've been Andy. I've been Catherine. That geek pod shall return.